Yawa Radio, for your well-being and happiness. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. This This is is Yawa Yawa Radio. Radio. You're listening to uh, Glass Half Full with me, Steve, and I'm over near Scarborough today, it's Nainton, uh, with Carers Plus Yorkshire, and I'm joined by their CEO, Elizabeth Macpherson. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm fine, thank you. Hi, nice to meet you and nice to... For you to join us here in Snaken. I know, it's a long time since I've been here and it's a change of name that we'll explore yeah. later on. But what I'm really interested in, um, Elizabeth, is is your story okay. about how you got where you've got to now with uh, with Carers Plus and also just where you are as an organisation. You know, because this, this podcast is all about... It's all about resilience. It's all about overcoming adversity. It's about sharing stories. And, and you have got quite an incredible <laughs> story. So let's start, you know, well, start with your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, you know, I've had a really interesting life. I've been very, very lucky. Um, my father used to work for GCHQ and became a foreign office diplomat. So we lived abroad a lot of our lives. I lived in Hong Kong and Malta and uh, travelled all over, very, very privileged and very, you know, humble to be able to have done that. And, it, and it's, I suppose it's created the, the character I am now and the resilience in me. Um, and when, when I got married, um, I lived in Saudi Arabia for four years and I had one of my youngest children out there. Um, we went through the Iraqi war. Right, okay. Which was quite interesting. Um, And I was actually evacuated and my husband had to carry on working over there. Um, But that was interesting. What a fantastic place. I absolutely loved it. Lived in a place called Al Kurbar, which is near Bahrain. And great friendships, great um, community spirit. And what fabulous sundowners. (laughs) Yes, I agree. And what about other places that you've lived then? Well, um, I lived in Hong Kong. I did most of my schooling out in Hong Kong and um, went to a military school out there. And um, that was just, I I loved it, you know. Um, The people, the cultures, the the life we used to go camping. We used to visit all the different islands. We travelled to Bangkok, Philippines for our holidays and things like that. Um, so very, very lucky. And then um, we lived in Malta for right. about three years <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, and I go back to Malta quite often, which I've really enjoyed. So growing up with all these different cultures then must have been a fantastic experience and, and learning curve. Because we hear a lot about celebrating difference, don't we? But what about sometimes if we just celebrated that we're all human beings? We absolutely are, and you know, and the majority of my friendships were either from people from America, people from uh, Asian backgrounds, or you know, all of that type of different cultures, and and friendships were wonderful, and it made no difference. It mm. was just great, and I I 
I loved growing up with the American background, which was super. I love all the I love all the American <laughs> rubbish programs now, as you can say. Um, but you know, I, I do feel very lucky. You know, I I was very able to just see the world in a really nice place. Mm. You know, and had no preconceptions. People were people. My friends were my friends, no matter where they came from. And that's a really nice place to be. And when you were in Saudi then, before you got mm. evacuated and all that kind of thing, were you working over there? No, 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 no. no, no. no. I, wasn't allowed, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to work. My husband worked over there and he actually worked for designing the King's Palaces. Okay. Uh, he was doing the electric, electrical work of there. I lived on a compound, a massive big compound with lots of different nationalities. And we had a school on there. We had swimming pools. We had a cinema, restaurant place and everything and made some wonderful friendships and we used to get together we did um we used organized a committee to bring mm -hmm. people in entertainment we had some amazing sundowners now um and i used to we you're not supposed to drink over in these places but we used to make so our I, own drinks so, I had so that was good, good, great fun <laughs> and so we used to have always have be having parties and everything and, the, and the, our children were out there and born together and we had school in my my youngest went to a school with only 11 in Right. private school so he had a most amazing start in his life and um yeah it was um it was great so when you came back here then mm -hmm. you know how did life change for you then because there you are you've got this oh. all these experiences and you're yeah. back in the uk so what, what did you do where did it, life take you well we came back to live in scarborough and um you know we'd had a really good standard of living as well um, and we came back to Scarborough and uh, at the time my husband went off down south to find a job and my marriage broke up after okay. that. And so I landed up being from somebody that had been reasonably well off to somebody on benefits Right. Okay. Uh, with two very young children. And I was very, very lucky that my parents lived close by and they supported me a lot, uh, managed to keep my home and then um, decided to go back to college. Right. And, and, and get some qualifications. I'm, I'm in a left school with minimal qualifications and I always struggled at school. So I went back to college and um, I did um, some A-levels. Mm -hmm. um, surprisingly, I, I loved it. I loved the learning. It was hard. Yeah. It was really difficult. And um, I really, really enjoyed that. But interestingly enough, when I was at college, they diagnosed me with dyslexia. Right, okay. So, no wonder I was finding school very difficult. And they didn't really, in those days, um, talk about anything like that, mm. you know. So, um, but once I figured that out, and once I got some coping mechanisms and how to work, my life turned round. Wow. It was great. Yeah, yeah what a big, bit of a breakthrough that then, isn't it? It, it, it a bit was of massive, a, because yeah. you, you go through life thinking that, you know, you're... You're, you know, thick, thick. for the yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thick, you can't do stuff. People are, you know, you feel very, uh, you go into your shell a lot. Mm. But there's nothing to be afraid of. And there's nothing to be um, sad about or embarrassed right. about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there are many people out there struggling. If you get the right help and right support, you can fly. And, and that's what I have done in my life. I was going to say, well, you certainly have flown when I was reading about some of the <laughs> things that you've done. So where did life take you after that then? Right. After that, um, I tried to, I went back to college and I wanted to become, I, I did a lot of volunteering. Mm -hmm. 
and I joined the police as a volunteer, police constable, or no, special constable. Is that in North say. Yorkshire? Yeah, in yeah. North Yorkshire. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Once I figured out how to learn my alpha. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> alpha, bravo, yeah. Charlie, all that stuff. But, you know, great friendships, and I loved it. And I did a lot of the community type roles and, the, uh, and working in the schools with the other people and, you know, the patrols on an evening around poaching. Okay. Which is great, right, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't do Scarborough Town Centre, that was far <laughs> too scary for me. Uh, and then after that, I, I got an opportunity to go to do some volunteering for the probation service. And I thought about it, you know, and, and this is where I think my life changed a little bit because I actually, instead of wanting people to be punished, I felt it was fantastic to be able to rehabilitate people, mm -hmm. especially younger people, you know. Yeah. And, and I really had quite a. Um, determination to to go that far so um i i went and applied for a job and unfortunately i had to do some distance away i had to work 15 weeks away in newcastle they changed what their process was young children i couldn't do that right okay. so unfortunately um i had to rethink where i wanted to go so i was gutted because that was my plan my mm -hmm. dream so um, I, I was lucky and I got a, a position in the job centre okay. as a disability employment advisor. How different was that? But it was yes. a part-time role and yeah. it fitted around children. They're still helping people. Do you know, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved it, making a difference. Yeah. And I just thought, gosh, I really like this. And the people that I was supporting were people that had some really health com complex needs but they were on that system where they had to find some sort of work if, or, and some of them wanted to find work. Mm -hmm. So I worked with employers, I worked with um, organisations to help. And when you got somebody into work or you got somebody with supported employment or somebody like that, it was wonderful. And I thought, yes, I like this. Yeah, so it's, it still met your, your passion and your, your belief in helping people, yeah, really, didn't absolutely. it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I did want to be a social worker. Yes. And that went down a different route as well. <laughs> so unfortunately, when I was there, so I got, you know, wanted to do all of that side of it. And it was interesting because I came to um, the organisation before it was called Carers Plus Yorkshire, it was called Scarborough and Rydell Carers Resource. And I went there to do um, a quality award for them. And okay. it was, it was the, uh, the two ticks positive about disabilities. So it's about helping people that have got, if anybody's got disability, if they meet the criteria, essential criteria for a, a job, then they can um, go through for the interview stage. Okay. Um, so I did this application, I went in and sorted and everything and went through all their processes and everything and as I was going out the door I was handed an application form right. and I was like, oh, how lovely is this? <laughs> so I was handed an application form to become, as they were then, a support and information officer to work with people in um, with the social economic deprivation yeah. Uh, and and to work around Scarborough Whitby Rydale, so but I had to get it in by the next day. Was this for a job? Or this was for a job. Wow! So I here you go. You've, you've come yeah. in to help, but yeah. you walk out with a, a really good job for me. And um, so Elizabeth, let me just pause there for a minute because what that's saying to me there, you, you're sat there with somebody, and somebody saw something yes. in you that maybe you never saw in yourself. Not at all. Yeah, so yeah, how did how would we go on? Tell yeah, me more. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. I think this is fascinating. Yeah, so um, I applied for the job. It was a really 
big application form compared to what I'd ever been used to. Um, had to get my dad roped in to help me just check everything and that, so it was great then. But I did it, I got offered an interview and um, next minute I'm working for Scavenger yeah. Idol Carers Resource. Wow. Yeah. And, but I always remember uh, when I was there, for the first few weeks, I think that my confidence was very, very low because I think I was in shock. And I was also thinking that some of the people that I, w I was working with were ex-social workers, ex-teachers, and I felt really a little bit intimidated because okay. I, for my own self, I thought, oh, I'm not at that level, I'm not at that level. But I was, you know, mm. and, and once I started to believe in myself, then I started to progress in where I wanted to go. So that's an interesting thing, though, is it? That, that self-doubt or yeah. that, that monkey on the shoulder that we call oh, yeah. it that's chipping Takes away all the time, yeah. going, wow, 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 you know. So how did that, how did that grow for you then from, from minimising that self-doubt? How did that develop for you? I think um, once I started to meet the people that I was supporting... And, and and working with them and, and making a difference. I mean, you know, getting people the right on the right benefits, getting people, allowing them to speak to you and offload mm -hmm. and have that emotional connection with you, helping people to actually have a little bit of time on their own and seeing what people are going through and, and you know, making that small bit of difference was the most rewarding feeling ever. And I just thought, I can do this, you know, and I am I'm making that difference mm. to people. Um, and, and it was, uh, I don't mean it to sound anything, but it's just, how lucky am I? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. how lucky to be able to do that. And, and I just saw the organisation in a different light and, and, you know, I'd never really heard of it before. Uh, and, and you don't really hear about carers. No, Unless no. you are a carer yourself. And I'm not talking about paid work carers. We're talking about an unpaid, unpaid carers, carers. Yeah. You know, somebody looking after mum, dad, brother, sister that are doing this with maybe working or having to give their jobs up. Loss of financial implications. Oh, I've got the horses going past. Yes, that's a nice... <laughs> you, know, you can't see that on the podcast, but that was a very nice horse going past the window there. So, Elizabeth, you, you know, there you are. You started off there. But then again, you know, life throws yeah. challenges up and and you ended up moving up the ladder there, I didn't did, you? I did. yes. Who knows, uh, I was that ambitious, uh, the, the role for service manager came up, or assistant manager at okay. the time, and and um, my colleague and I decided that we'd, we'd, we'd go for it, but we'd do a job share and carry on doing our work, so we went for a job share on it, and then mm. I took over that as that went on. And, and that was quite um, interesting, seeing it from the other side a little bit more and seeing it from an organisational side because you only ever go in and you do your role and you're concentrating on your role, mm -hmm. you're making that difference. But when you go a little bit higher up, you have to actually see it as a whole picture. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I just thought, wow, what everybody else is doing and how we're going forward. Obviously, there's funding implications, there is a board of trustees to deal with yes. uh, and, and that. And I enjoyed that. And then um, the role came up as the, for the CEO at the time, the chief officer. It was a chief officer's so, role yeah. at the time. And I decided not to apply for it. I was not asked, to apply. I, know, I was asked by the board of trustees to apply for it. And I thought, no, 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 there's no way I can do that. No way on earth I can do that. I'm a, I can do service manager. And, and I thought, what on earth does strategic mean? Well, okay, I okay. look up in the dictionary <laughs> and it's just a you know, simple word for your vision going yes. forward. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, you know, but who knew? I didn't know that. And I just thought, oh, you know, it's too much. I can't do it. And they, uh, they went out for um, recruitment and they only got about two, two or three people. 
And they asked me again, would I be interested? And I said, you know, well, I, okay. So I went back out again and mm. they recruited and I went through the interview process. Okay. And it was a bit like the X Factor, where I had an audience of carers, <laughs> staff and volunteers. And the board of trustees sat on the table in the corner marking me. I just felt like I'm in 10 or yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Or, or one in my head. And, and so I went through all of that. And, you know, I, was, I had an interview after that. And I was offered the role. Wow. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, yeah. Moments of uh sheer panic and then but moments of sheer joy oh my goodness me yeah um and it did feel like i jumped off a cliff edge yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah i've been there can i can yeah. imagine but also you know when you think back though you think of you know how your life story and the things that you'd gone through and all that diversity and all those cultures yeah. and all that expertise that was in there yeah okay somebody's obviously saw that in you mega to to ask you to apply for, yeah. for one and things have gone on from there haven't they oh, so there you know, were and, yeah. and things have developed and, and and when you get that role as well you know it's not just it's not just about you is it like you said earlier on you know you get you get i call it the helicopter vision you're above everything else but you've then got responsibility for people yes absolutely you know and so you have people's mortgages on your head yes yeah, yeah you know <laughs> yeah. You, you're securing funding so how's it been you know when when did that happen what year was that um, I became the chief officer or CEO in 2009. 2000, I joined right. in 2002. Right, okay. So um, so I'd got quite a lot of lived experience yeah. of, of the organisation from the bottom, literally on the bottom on the way up. And one of the things we didn't have was a young carer service. We had the adult carer service. And, and I was absolutely determined to get that. Um, and in 2013, um, North Yorkshire County Council decided to put the whole care of services out to tender, okay. competitive tender, where before it was a grant-based and we were given it every year, if you know. Yeah, what I, I know mean. what you mean, yeah. So first ever tender, um, and mm. we went in, I went in collaboration with a, um, Harrogate, um, Harrogate, sorry, Hamilton and Richmondshire Carers Centre at the time, and my colleague was the CEO there, and we worked together really closely because they did deliver young carers. Okay. So that was our way of being able to get that. And in 2014, we won it. You won we it. Won it. Okay. For, whoa, was I, I, I could have run around this building 20 times. I was so <laughs> excited. Um, so we now had a young carer service and an adult carer service. And then we went on to get a young, adult, um, a young carer service and an adult service. And then we went on to get a young adult carer service, some from the ages of like 16 to 30. Okay. Because to me, 30 is still very young. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like the transition, like a smooth transition from young, from eight. So we work from eight-year-old up to 108 now. Wow. And, and it's quite a, you know, take my hat off to all our, all our workers, but especially the young carer workers, because... That is not my skill base. My skill base is adults. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it just, it, it, I'm in awe of some of them. The work they work and how they work with these people and their complexities of everything they do. So we did that. And, and so the services grew and grew, which is wonderful. And then we decided, my board of trustees says, we need to look at sustainability because we can't just be reliant on tender, you know, the mm. North Yorkshire County Council tender and everything. Because they could change their mind at any time, can't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. And then you're left with a small project, so the whole lot would go. Yeah. So we looked at a few other things that were coming out. So the Home From Hospital service, we mm -hmm. went in a, 
Um, we're subcontracted from the carers' resource that are based in Harrogate, so we deliver over Scarborough Whitby Rydale. Okay. And and so that was great for us. So that uh, gave uh, us that. And that that's for a period of so many weeks, isn't it? That yes, you, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's to it's no. We do not do any personal care in this organisation no, no. at all. It's about helping people come out of hospital and stay in that hospital. So making sure they've got their meds in place, the bin men can take their bins out. Yeah. They've got a bit of food in place, you know, health and safety, the home's all right. Making sure that we can get families to come in or, or other organisations to support as they're going on. But keeping people safe for that initial time when they come out of hospital. So that is really wonderful. And, and we also um, took on a, a, the prevention and wellbeing uh, contract, which we call My Neighbourhood. Okay. And that is for adults, for people that are experiencing loneliness and isolation. Right. And that's doing things like community support, setting up groups, you know, um, setting up um, singing groups, setting up, um, we've even been in uh, jigsaws, stuff like that. Yeah. But also, Groups in in like the churches and that sort of thing. People come together and social, social um, engage interaction. Yeah, yeah social, social interaction. interaction so, yeah. And we're in partnership with that. We subcontract out okay. to Rydell Carer Support that do our volunteering side of that. So they do the befriending side of it, and we do all the community and the one to one yeah. work. Okay. So that is fantastic. And it's coming really handy now with the COVID. Yeah, I, would, I was just thinking yeah. that as you were saying. You yeah. know, I, I was watching a, I was watching a program last night, and and the the hidden what's, what's the word I want to use? Well, it's the hidden bit of all this. Yes. You know, it, you know, people are talking about all the hospitalizations, but the hidden mental health issues be, wow. behind COVID are absolutely immense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely uh, immense. Know, yeah, and, and poverty. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, people uh, were poor and struggling before COVID, and COVID has really highlighted it. And we, we're part of the Rapid Response Organisation. Mm -hmm. we, we, we do that for Rydale. So we got things like food in for people, their prescriptions, walking dogs and that sort of thing. But what it highlighted was people were already poor, a lot of them. Yeah. So this was wonderful for now. But what happens when all this stops? People are going to go back. So there is a massive social care issue. I mean, there is. I, 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 you know, I don't want to get political, but I, there is a massive social care issue. And it's very, very worrying. It, yeah, and I, I would go with that. I mean, it was, when I was watching this last night, it was how the number of people that had reverted to shoplifting because they just couldn't put any food on the yeah. table for their kids, you know, and that's, that's a, you know, And, wow. you know, look all the food banks we've got. Isn't that, it's a uh, disgrace in this day and age. It is. It? Food banks for people, you know, yeah. and I just, I find it really difficult to get my head around sometimes, and it's really sad. But the the positive news is you're here for people. Yes. You're, you're here to help. Um, so how... I just want to touch on something before, because for people who have never actually worked in this sector... Right, a tender document is no mean document that you have to complete. Let's be honest. I've been there with yourself. I've filled these things in, and I was just thinking, you know, when we talked about your dyslexia, when at one point in your life, this this must have been seemed so daunting to you. It's still daunting. It's still daunting. We're in the process of going through two tenders at the moment. And, uh, you know, I have my board of trustees are amazing and they have allowed me to get some help in for sort of tender management support in to help me do that. And I have a most amazing colleague in Claire Robinson mm -hmm. who helps write all of our funding bids and, and, and support me that way. But yes, it, it's no mean feat and it is, it's a very, very scary process because 
There's so much riding on it. We deliver our amazing services. We're held up as good practice, yet we've now got to compete without organisations to completely de keep delivering these services. Um, and that's just the way it is. It is. Yeah. So, so how did, let's just talk a bit about, you know, where you are now and what the future holds as yeah. well, because you, you, yeah. you were Scarborough and Rydell Carers Resource, you're yeah. not now, you're Carers Plus. Yeah. So what was what was the name change then? What was that okay. about? Okay, come uh, last year, all going through COVID, uh, we, uh, the Board of Trustees from the Hamilton and Richmondshire Carers Centre uh, got hold of us and said, would we, would we look at maybe possibly merging with them? or joining forces. Mm. So our board decided that maybe it would be appropriate with a tender coming up and that sort of thing. And they're, they're quite a small organisation over at that side. Okay. And we had developed quite a, a, you know, a bigger organisation over this side. So we, we joined forces. Right. And we changed our name. We got uh, changed our sort of our new objectives within our constitution. And we, we expanded our reach. Okay. And um, we had a fantastic guy came in and helped us with our branding and our name change. And, and we thought Carers Plus Yorkshire because we our core will always be carers. Unpaid yes. family carers throughout everything that we do. Every contract, every grant will have a, an, an issue of carers running through it. But we are looking at vulnerable people and, and making ourselves a little bit more sustainable. So the plus is that little bit. And it gives that, it opens so many opportunities, it does. doesn't it? It, it that, does. That plus. And we thought, well, North North Yorkshire, but we do have a small um, contract in East Riding of Yorkshire. Right, now. okay. A small home from hospital contract, but also a small, similar to the wellbeing and prevention, my neighbourhood, we've mm -hmm. just been in, around the Bridlington area. Yeah. So we thought, Yorkshire. Let's not think. Let's think big. Let's think big. Yeah. yeah. Let's get the vision. Yeah. There's your strategic thinking I could have for put, I could have put England. You could. You could. <laughs> you could. Hey. Woo. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so we became Carers Plus Yorkshire and we're developing services over at the Hamilton and Richmondshire and we're based in North Allerton there. So we've okay. got um, a really nice small staff team that should grow in very skilled and and so it's really exciting but it's you know it, it's just i i'm still in sh in awe of where <laughs> we're going as an organization but isn't that i mean what, what i love about the way you're talking there it's it's the passion for what you do yeah. comes across oh, Im yeah. Im immensely you know and so what kind of things have you got going on now you've got tenders in you've you yeah, know and, we've yeah. just got a lovely uh service going to be starting in hamilton richmondshire and we've got a, a a young, a, another young carer worker coming in and another young adult carer working in because over at the Hamrich office there's just the young carer service and an adult service through the North Yorkshire County Council so we're developing on that Okay. and we've got some other little funds going through with that so that is is developing on that side our teams are linking together we have we had a most amazing way day we brought all the teams together physically for the first time and we had it up at one of the water parks. So we had great fun in the morning. We did, well, we did training in the morning. In the afternoon, what we said to people was, go and enjoy it. So mm -hmm. they could do paddle boarding, wow. kayaking, wow. Uh, wild water swimming, uh, with yoga or mindfulness, or just walking. Right, okay. And it, it was, you know, 
the camaraderie of between the group the groups and people that haven't met for ages it's all right meeting on zoom isn't it mm. teams but it's just not the same no 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 so yeah, yeah. we did that so i think we might do something similar every year to bring the teams together because we're getting bigger and wider and it's such a nice thing to do okay and 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 again as, you, as you're talking there you know the time as you've you've talked about the collective the working together the, the team yeah you know it, it must let's be honest as a ceo you can't work without the team, can you? No, absolutely they not. They can't work without you. No, you no, can't work without the no, team. No, And I, I do have the most amazing senior management team now, you know, and there's five of us. Yeah. And we work really, really well together. And we discuss things. And I, I'm very much uh, an advocate of sharing and, and, and listening. And, you know, people have mm. some great ideas. That's why you bring people in. Exactly, so we yeah. we work together as a team and, and, and it's benefited us. Cool. Well, Elizabeth, just before we finish then, okay. and we, we do some contact details, I'm just interested to know, as, as you look back now, right, and, and you just think of that person that was evacuated <laughs> from, from Saudi, right, what would they, what would the Elizabeth say now to that person that at that moment came back and life changed dramatically to where you are now. What, what would you say? Because it's a lot about resilience there. Yeah, I think at that stage, I mean, going out there, I think she'd be very proud of herself. I think she'd have trouble believing that mm -hmm. if I could do this yeah. at that stage in my life. Um, but um, chuffed. Chuffed. Loved yeah. it. Love it. What a great, what a, what a great word to end on, <laughs> chuffed. And if people want to find out about Carers Plus, how can they do that? Yes, well, we're um, literally one call away on 01723 We've got the most amazing website, carersplus.net. Is it www.carersplus.net? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter. Uh, we have the most it. fantastic website, which is setting up. And and if you want to email in, it's staff at carersplus.net. So it's all quite simple stuff. stuff. But yeah, but please do. But please have a look at our website. We've got social media. We've got Facebook. We're on Instagram, Twitter. So, you know, wow. I'm being dragged into it. <laughs> Hello, have you hit TikTok yet? Because I don't get TikTok. <laughs> we might do. You might but do. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, look, Elizabeth, it's been great. Thank you. You know, if you use your word, it's been chuffed talking <laughs> to you. And, and whatever you're doing for the rest of the day, have a great day. Yeah, and thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Pleasure. Yower Radio, for your well-being and happiness. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio. Well, thank you for joining me on this week's Glass Half Full podcast. If you'd like to join me as a guest, then why not get in touch? You can email me at steve at stevetwynham.com. And also, if you're looking for a radio station that is that little bit different, that brings you all about well-being and happiness and personal development and great music too, uh, then check out Yawa Radio. That's Yawa spelt Y-O-W-A-H dot co dot UK. Check out Yawa Radio, bringing that feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. So once again, thank you for joining me on today's Glass Half Full podcast. It is produced and presented by myself, Steve Twynham, and copyright applies. And whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have the best day you possibly can.